Disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals. The conversations we have about our mental health and well-being come from our own personal experiences. We hope these open conversations will encourage our audience to take notice and ownership of their own mental and emotional well-being. And maybe, just maybe, provide some cathartic laughs along the way. Hello everyone, welcome back to Therapy Check here for another episode. And this week we're going to go into lies we've been told by just general society, our teachers, classes, and our parents, our family. All the lies they've told us. And we're also going to do a fun segment where we quiz Breezy on random trivia and we'll see how that goes. My name is Andrea and I'm accompanied with Breezy. All right, thank you so much. Welcome to Therapy Check. Okay, so this is really a day of for really dedicated to critical thinking from trivia to, you know, digging deep into the lies we've been told. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start off easy, okay, with some of these lies we've been told. What are some of what I call like unprovoked lies, like lies that were completely unnecessary you just lie to lie that your parents told you <laughs> oh where do I begin I've definitely been gaslit so much by my family I mean you know you don't really realize until you're older I feel like one of the funnier ones that I've seen people tweet about a lot and talk about a lot is the lie that if you have the light on inside the car while you're driving that it's illegal yes when I finally like was able to drive and like, you know, operated a vehicle, my parents had me believing that having the light on like completely caused the windows like a, like a scientific (laughs) physical reaction where like having the light on inside of the car blacked out the windows. You could no longer see outside. I, they had us scared for our lives. Like turn off the light. (laughs) somehow the engine and the light switch were connected and if you had the light on while you're driving oh my goodness just had the kids shook I know I mean my parents didn't really give me an explanation they're just like turn off the light why because I said so Mm -hmm. can't really debate there you know so yeah I mean to this day I still don't want to drive with the light on Mm -hmm. just because of the trauma but I'm sure it would be fine yeah it's one of those things where it probably like I I feel like they could have explained to their children you know hey it distracts me mm-hmm. but like they very much made it seem like you have the light on the police are gonna get you <laughs> right like, oh, I remember seeing like if I had the light on and then I saw like the flashing lights and a cop car was went up my mom would be like see they're coming for you wow what <laughs> why what just I mean I guess what I was always this is slightly very problematic actually I was taught that fear is one of the best teachers like like you will remember and learn stuff if you're scared Mm -hmm. of forgetting it or something happening because you failed to learn it Mm -hmm. and best believe I that stuck with me Mm -hmm. I mean I feel like our parents at least mine specifically did really use fear to like discipline me Mm -hmm. and like, I just never did anything bad growing up because I was so scared of disappointing my dad. That man is mostly unfazed by most things. Like, he just doesn't mm-hmm. care. 
but if he's upset like you know you messed up and he could mm-hmm. just look at me a certain way and I'll just start crying he didn't mm-hmm. have to say anything he didn't have to do anything he just look at me crying oh yeah the look as my dad called it yeah I definitely remember those it was very much a house ruled by fear Mm-hmm. it fear of the unknown because most of the time nothing came of it yeah. but it was just like the what won't they do <laughs> type of energy <laughs> yes I mean I think something that's interesting that I've observed from other people as well is that our parents did a lot of things a lot of traumatic things as well to us when we were younger and then we confront them or mention it today mm-hmm. as adults and they completely deny it Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I vividly remember you saying these things to me. And you're like, no, that never happened. I, that never happened. I'm like, okay. And then to them, it never happened. But you know it happened. So the gaslighting, oh my God. Yeah, that's one thing that you, I've been realizing more and more is that accountability amongst family, mm-hmm. that is a fool's errand. That's not, that's not happening. There will be no accountability. The only person who will ever be directly held accountable for any of their actions, how it impacts the family is really just yourself. Like for all my fellow cycle breakers out there, you're going to be your one, anything you do will have direct consequences and from your family members, but you holding them accountable will also fall back on you. Yeah. It really sucks. Like that whole moment of just, I choose to take ownership and address all the things that made me who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Self-awareness. It's a curse and a blessing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, do you want to share any things that come up to mind? Yes. One of the first thing that comes up to mind that everyone has probably heard this lie. It, it was completely unprovoked. It was a lie that when you think back on it, you're like, why did why did you lie? <laughs> like you could like what what did that what did you gain from this? And that is, I'm not asleep, I'm just resting my eyes. That phrase just blows my mind. When it would happen like in my in my household, like if we were watching a movie or like if it if we were just sitting sitting down somewhere, like mm-hmm. on, on a bench in a park or something my parents close their eyes, like are falling asleep. They're tired. And I'd be like, are you, are you going to sleep? Are you asleep? And they'd be like, no, I'm just resting my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely believe that if they had just said, oh yeah, I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm asleep. I'd be like, okay, okay, mommy. Okay, daddy. Like go to sleep. Like that type of energy. I've seen mm-hmm. little kids do it. It's mm-hmm. very much like, I can understand the reason you lied. Make it make sense. Please explain draw me a path I think it's maybe because they didn't want you to know that they weren't paying attention so you would behave I mean I think that's the first thing that comes to mind Mm. if that is the reason behind it specifically like with my parents or any instance I'm just thinking to myself I feel like if my parents were asleep we would behave even more because if we woke them up (laughs) they would be hell to pay (laughs) like it was very much like shh (laughs) i don't know unprovoked lies unprovoked lies something that that reminds me of is in my younger years not that long ago like teenager a high schooler going into college 
uh, would go out. And then my mom would always say, if you're not home, I can't fall asleep. I can't mm-hmm. fall asleep unless you're home. And then I would get home, whatever time it would be. My mother is passed out. <laughs> my family is passed out. And then she, like a few, like an hour before, maybe 20 minutes before she was calling me and be like, why are you not here? I can't sleep if you're not here. Like, I'm so worried. And then I would get home and like passed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, worrying me for no reason. Another thing that I guess this was like a helpful lie. Like there's sometimes where you can understand why this lie was told. Mm-hmm. But the one that was very, very common, we lived, I don't know where we lived, but for some reason, we just constantly happened upon baby animals. Like we found like a, a baby bird had fallen out the nest mm-hmm. or like we found a baby squirrel once. We named him Scooter. He was a oh. great squirrel. We could not oh. keep him, but <laughs> um, all of these things. And I remember a bird fell out the nest and my mom be like, don't touch it. Otherwise the mom will smell you on it and abandon the baby. You know, that's and not wrong. Like, that's not fake. No, that, that is, it is because birds don't have a sense of smell. <laughs> oh, um, you know, that, that point in your childhood in which you could read books Mm-hmm. in a sitting mm-hmm. back in those days mm-hmm. I used to consume any piece of information I got and I used to be obsessed with you remember those books that'd be like all about ducks and it'd just be a book mm-hmm. that had everything about any type of duck mm-hmm. or birds I would read through those and then I learned that like birds cannot smell no. <laughs> like they, they have no sense of smell okay I was, I was under like, the impression <laughs> <laughs> my god yeah and so I'd be having moments where I was like <gasps> lies <laughs> and and as a as the type of child I was I was so quick oh I lived for the moments where I could catch my mother in a lie oh my god okay. <laughs> I'd be like come home with my library book see mother birds can't smell explain this <laughs> I'm pretty sure your mom didn't even know that that was a lie that she was selling she just assumed because I thought that was true as well Maybe it's true to some animals. Yeah, I don't know. some animals definitely, but not birds. <laughs> and it was it was frustrating because, and this is how this is how we operated. Like, my mom would like leave the baby bird on the ground. Like the mom will come get it. I would later discover, robins can't pick up baby birds, so that baby bird died. Oh, no. <laughs> or then she'd be like, "Don't touch it because they're gonna." they're gonna like the mom's gonna smell you we found a duck in the middle of the road like a duckling Uh and I was like I'm gonna go save it my mom's like no don't touch it and then she picked it up and then she told me she's like I was like but what if the mom smells you on it she's like it's okay because I washed my hands oh my gosh (laughs) I just keep thinking about it and I was like my mom just didn't want me to have any fun Or then I'm trying to think of other lies, like specifically that my mother told me. Oh, yes, this lie. To this day, I still believe this lie. Um, Or no, I don't still believe this lie. But growing up, as we all came into our physical development, my mortal flesh prison decided. um, It's so funny when you say that, sorry. (laughs) Yes, my mortal flesh prison decided mm-hmm. you shall have breasts. Okay. And as I was growing them, I didn't understand what training bras were. I was like, why are the bras getting the training? And like, what I don't, it doesn't make any sense. So I didn't wear them. 
Mm-hmm. And then my mom and my older sister said to me, if you don't wear a bra, you're, they're going to start to sag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I lived in constant fear. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I would go to sleep mm-hmm. in a bra. I used to have at one Damn. point, like wear two. That was a weird phenomenon that happened. I had met these girls mm-hmm. who, I don't know what was happening at my school, but there were a lot of girls who developed very fast and very big, so much so that by eighth grade, there was a small population of female students who needed breast reductions. Oh my God. And they were like, in order to get extra support, I wear two, sometimes three bras. That's insane. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, it helps them from like hanging down. And I was like, okay, I too shall wear the two bras. (laughs) Like sounds legit. (laughs) Yeah. But that's that's not how that works. (laughs) It's a combination of genetics, gravity, and then I would later learn, and I don't even know if this is true, that like wearing a bra too often can cause them to sag faster because you you don't develop any like tone or muscle in that area to naturally hold them up. I don't know. But like, I was convinced. I was like, if I don't wear a bra, I'm going to be like that. What was it? Was it the old lady that lived in the shoe? Or there's a song that's like, do your boobs hang low? Do they walk oh my into the <laughs> Like, I was convinced mm-hmm. if I didn't wear a bra every second, <laughs> oh my. that would be my future. I was, like, my future in freaking fourth grade. And I was, oh my goodness, I can't. Like, what if they touch my knees? What? <laughs> Here we are, 23 years old, and they don't even touch. Like, <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> Turn to the um, side. Where? Where? You know, that is never well the sagginess yes my mother's always like why are you not wearing your bra if I wear it too much they're gonna sag if they you if I don't wear it they're gonna sag like I really Mm -hmm. don't know who to believe at this point but I just decided to not wear them just because they're irritating Mm -hmm. but I had to beg my mom to use bras because Mm. (laughs) compared to your classmates I was so underdeveloped (laughs) you know I still haven't developed So I had to beg my mom to buy me a bra. And then at one point I did use two, but to show something because there was literally nothing. Mm. So it's just like that phase was weird. It didn't last long, but it's just because the lack of boob instead of too much boob. Mm-hmm. So yes. These these baby lies that I still don't understand what like what you gained from them, but they were really or the lie that I was told two things mm-hmm. it was like specifically if you're at a playground and you're on the monkey bars I was told if you hang upside down for too long you'll die <laughs> like I was told breezy the blood is rushing to your head you're gonna die I was seven years old uh-huh. only capable of being upside down on the monkey bars for about 10 seconds but you had me thinking Every 10 seconds, I'm closer to death. Oh my. <laughs> and then the other one, and this one, oh, I can hear it. I can hear it. Fix your face. Otherwise, it's going to get stuck like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, I, like, lies I've been told, small lies like that, but I think I've just suppressed them. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time. Like, you mentioning all of these, I'm like, oh, now I remember. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the harmless ones that, you know, for some people cause people great deals of trauma. The whole step step on a crack, break your mother's back. 
Oh, yeah. There was a generation of children who were like skipping. They didn't walk. <laughs> they skipped. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Knowing that, whenever I would be angry at my mom. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> because <He> said, <laughs> I, I never talked back. I like was very well behaved. But I would get so angry and I couldn't do anything. So I just like whenever we would go outside, I'm just like, I'm going to step on this ground. <laughs> boom there goes your back and then she was fine she was right next to me oh my goodness Liza was told hmm there's so many that I'm trying to decide whether or not they were actually malicious or Mm -hmm. just like a lie to get you to listen Mm -hmm. um oh I just remembered one this happened a lot especially for for me that if I misbehaved, La Llorona, or El Cucuy, or just something was going to come and get me, or that my feet were going to be pulled in the middle of the night, they're going to jalar las patas, something I heard a lot. So I'm like, I don't want the Llorona to come and get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I behaved. <laughs> the, the three things I remember, lies I was told, one of them was, and I didn't, I didn't discover that this had happened to me until I heard that TikTok soundbite. If you don't stop, that man over there is going to come and take you. Oh, yeah. That? <laughs> what kind of mind trip was that? That, like, if you do not behave, you will be kidnapped and I will do nothing <laughs> to protect you. <laughs> oh, my God. And then the other one was, like, the lie that, I don't know why this was something my parents did specifically. Find them. I'm going to leave you here. <laughs> had my had my I I can remember serious moments in which my parents thought it would be funny for like if one of the kids was misbehaving they're like okay everyone get together and get in the car we're just gonna wait out here for a little bit Mm -hmm. until we cause the whichever one was misbehaving some level of trauma Mm -hmm. and I remember it was my little sister one day and my mom's like if you don't stop if you don't stop misbehaving I'm gonna leave you here and so she just like walked around the corner to another aisle. Mm-hmm. And I hear my little sister scream crying, being like, I didn't mean to wish you away. Oh my God. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> you know, some of these lies, I feel like, you know, they're not too bad because they really work on these kids because some kids are crazy. But dang. <laughs> and then oh the other the other lie that I was told was like we couldn't play on the phone because if we did the police were gonna come to our house. <laughs> and it happened once in which my my sister and I had like a little like an old cell phone that my parents had like didn't use anymore and it was used as like a play phone, like an old flip phone. Mm-hmm. And apparently it still kind of worked in the sense that if you dialed emergency numbers, <laughs> oh my God, it would connect. So that day the operator heard me and my little sister, I think we were, were pretending to be like ninja assassins or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> call, threaten to kill each other and not realize we were on the phone and then like put the phone closed and the police came to our house and I'll never forget my cousin. <laughs> he had to interact with him. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. <laughs> You know, that reminds me of my younger brother. He has autism. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and he went through this phase that through the smallest inconvenience he had his first response would be i'm gonna call the cops (laughs) (laughs) or what he was (laughs) this he was really young when he used to say this like right now he's 15 (laughs) so i think when he said this was he was around 10 so i remember yeah like if we went to the store and he's like, I want the blue chips. And you're like, we can only buy you the red chips. La policia, la policia. <laughs> One, that's hilarious. Two, I still kind of do that when like, f- like for, if I see something that just like makes me somewhat uncomfortable, like mm-hmm. like public displays of affection, I'm like, police, 911. <laughs> <911." laughs> just. It, it cracks me up because it's so real mm-hmm. where I'm like <laughs> jail you are going <laughs> to jail <laughs> that was my brother for like this phase he had for literally anything any inconvenience so it was kind of hard going out in public because you'd be like no you can't have you can only have one treat instead of the entire store so I'm just exaggerating I'm just an example mm-hmm. and then yelling the policia, la policia. And then people were like, who is killing this kid? Like, who <laughs> is kidnapping him? Like, the, the face of concern of so many people. But, like, uh, he grew out of it. He doesn't say that anymore. I, I, your brother's a legend because <laughs> I, as an adult, do that. <laughs> Be like, you are going to jail. <laughs> Memories. Memories yeah. for sure. All right. But let's, We'll get back to it, but I want to transition into a little trivia for you, Breezy. Okay, all right. Mentally prepare. And then while I was looking for good trivia questions to ask, I asked you, like, what kind of trivia you're good at, and you said all of it. So it's really random. It's really stuff from all over the place. So Okay, this is going to be intense because I learned this through RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. also known as RuPaul's best friend race, okay. um, that the moment you admit that you're good at something, you embarrass yourself and are sent home. <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't, I should have been like, I guess I'm okay. Like, I'm not great. And then, you know, scene stealer moment. Okay. I mean, I'm going to provide you with multiple choice. Okay. Because when I was looking through these, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know if, it, if the answer wasn't there. I would have never known. So. Are you ready? I, th- I think so, yes. Okay, question number one. What was the first toy to be advertised on television? Option number one, Mr. Potato Head. Two, a Slinky. Option three, Raggedy Ann. And option four, a Rubik's Cube. I'm going to go with Raggedy Ann. Okay. Is this your final answer? Yes. Okay. That is incorrect. It is oh, Mr. Okay. Potato Head. <laughs> really? Yeah. First toy? Mm-hmm. To be advertised on television. Damn. Mr. Potato Head was like the 80s, right? No, 90s, really. Wow. That's what the internet said. Okay. All right. Okay. This How embarrassing. Disney- okay, let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. Which Disney film featured the song When You Wish Upon a Star? Number one, Dumbo. Number two, Snow White. Number three, no, I don't know, Pinocho. I can't say it in English. Sorry. <laughs> Number four, Bambi. Pinocchio. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Question number three. 
which country produces the most coffee in the entire world? Your options are Brazil, Colombia, Ethiopia, and Mexico. I'm going to have to say, based on the fact that it's never name dropped, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Brazil. Is that your final choice? Yes. Okay. You're right. Because <laughs> I feel like you only put the name of where something's coming from is if it it's not as common or special. And Ethiopian coffee beans, Colombian coffee beans are like, you know, like Colombian roast. They always name drop it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, watch, it's probably all from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Who invented scissors? Uh, Michelangelo, Augustus Caesar, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, just kidding. Da Vinci. <laughs> da Vinci? <laughs> da Vinci? Or Plato? Scissors as we know it. Shears. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we've been making clothes and we've been cutting clothes for very long, but then there's also the loom. Mm-hmm. Cutting fabric. I'm going to have to say, I don't like them, but Plato. Is this your final choice? Yeah. It was DiCaprio. DiCaprio? <laughs> da Vinci. <laughs> Leonardo Damn. Da Vinci. Damn, he'd really be out here. That man fasc- <laughs> fascinates me. I'm sorry. It's just every time I feel like the internet is so confused between Leonardo Da Vinci and Leonardo DiCaprio. I you had know, to make the joke. I definitely was one of those people. Okay. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci is dead. He was in Titanic. <laughs> he died in Titanic. <laughs> okay. Do you not see that he drowned? No. He froze to death, actually. Anyways. Okay, this is in Florida. In Florida, only on Sundays, it is illegal for a single woman to do what? These are your options. Drive a limousine. Adopt a penguin. Go to a tarot reading. Or skydiving? This is hard because for those of us who are familiar with Florida, Florida, (laughs) if you will, Mm -hmm. um, these are all very possible answers. (laughs) Do you want me to repeat them? I'm going to say no to the penguin. Okay. Um, A limousine. I personally believe that that feels like a woman-hating thing for Florida to do, so that's still in the running. (laughs) <laughs> tarot reading um on a sunday on the lord's day <laughs> let's say that's also possible mm-hmm. and the last one skydiving mm-hmm. i feel like the skydiving would be more i feel like there'd be more protests about it why can we not? <laughs> like i feel like somebody would be out there so i'm gonna say drive a limousine drive a limousine okay mm-hmm. is this your final answer yeah Okay, you are incorrect. Guess what is it? Would you want a second guess? I guess skydiving? Yeah. <laughs> Why are people not more outraged by this? Where are my demonstrations? <laughs> oh, on a Sunday, a single woman. A single woman? Oh. Not on the Lord's Day, not by not yourself. A- <laughs> With a male chaperone, perhaps. I'm confused. Yeah, no, me too. These are really weird to look up. Okay, next question. This has to do with K-dramas. So I have hope. I have hope. Yes. Uh, When was the first K-drama broadcasted on TV? 
So I'm going to give you a list of dates. Okay, option number one, 1956, 1960, 1953, or 1975. Okay, well here, I'm going to try and logic my way out of this. Okay. So Korean War, um, 1950s, we have North, South Korea, split in half, you know, decentralized, trying to, you know, a lot of orphans, um, a lot of destruction. I don't think 53, they were pumping out quality entertainment quite yet. Um, 56, I don't know about a drama. I don't know about a TV series. Movies, yes. TV series, a no. What was the other day? I got, I remember 75. What was the other one? It was 1956, 1960, 1953, and 1975. 60s. That's 10 years after the war. 1975 is speaking to me. 90, okay, 75? Mm-hmm. Is this your final answer? Yeah. That would be incorrect. It was okay. 1956. 1956, dang! Mm-hmm. The recovery time! <laughs> wow wow korea Mm -hmm. you really did that i'm so proud (laughs) okay last question okay in which country was the largest uh tyrannosaurus rex skeleton found Mm. your options are in poland india canada or bolivia okay i i used to read dinosaur books like that canada is northern the northern americas was the carnotaurus known for having what looked like horns making it look like a bull we did not have any large predators like that i think the largest was the carnotaurus um uh poland i feel like no for india mm-hmm. what was the other country poland india canada and bolivia i'm gonna have to say bolivia bolivia is mm-hmm. that your final answer Yes. That would be incorrect again. Oh my gosh. It was, wait, and you want to take a second guess? And I'm going to guess Poland. <laughs> it was Canada. Canada, really? Yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> As I said, ladies and gentle thoughts, um, we are fulfilling the prophecy in which rupaul's drag race taught us the moment you admit you're good at something you're gonna get sent home <laughs> and that's my time folks <laughs> it's okay that was fun yes I mean, it was fun i am terrible at trivia so we're never gonna do this segment on me because i don't i don't know anything <laughs> i don't know anything. i could just give you disney trivia i don't know disney either <laughs> yeah you do no i don't yeah we don't. yeah you do no you you would be very disappointed and underwhelmed of how much I know okay. about Disney. <laughs> I'll ask you three questions. Let's I'm going to get them all wrong. I'm going to get them all wrong. <laughs> okay. In the 1998 film Mulan, mm-hmm. what was Mulan's male alter ego's name? Oh, my God. How do I not know? <laughs> oh, how do I not remember Oh, we're gonna I can see me. the scene in my head. I can see the scene too. Just the name. I couldn't see everything, but the name. What was Mulan's name? In, in that scene, Mushu 
is in Mulan's shirt trying to give her names and he's like I had a friend named Ping growing up but that may that reminds me Ping owed me money so it was Ping <laughs> <laughs> um what's another one for you uh in the movie in the 2013 film Frozen mm-hmm. Princess oh Elsa and Princess Anna are princesses of what kingdom let me say this I never liked Frozen. I never liked Frozen. I watched it out of obligation because my sister wanted to watch it and I was on my phone the entire time. So I wouldn't be able to tell you. I know that theory says that Tarzan was their sibling. That's all I know. (laughs) Not that, not that. (laughs) That's all I know. I have no idea. I didn't really watch the movie. The answer is they were both princesses of Arendelle. Okay, well, I'll go back. We'll we'll throw we'll take it back old school. Mm-hmm. In the 1989 film The Little Mermaid, okay, King Triton has how many daughters? 13 or 17, right? <laughs> no. Is that your final answer? 7? <laughs> Is that your final answer? I'm see 7. Yes, correct. 7. Oh, there we go. <laughs> 7 daughters for the 7 seas. Um uh, Always the names go with all seven. begin with A, a Tina, a Quad, something, something, something. Um, but yes, I know all the, they are the colors of the rainbow, and only two of them wear crowns because one of them is the heir and the other one is the second heir, and they're the oh. two oldest. You know, so oldest. Much. I admire uh, your knowledge. Disney, I don't know why. I personally, I've been having moments where I've just been sitting there and be like, why does my brain? make space for these facts <laughs> i mean one of the questions i was gonna ask you but then at, at the end i decided not to was i don't know if you're familiar with colts at all but heaven's gate i was gonna ask you what brand of shoes they wore for their mass unaliving but i was like nah it's too dark <laughs> they wore brands of shoes they were met when they unalived themselves they wore matching clothes and there was a brand of shoes they used, and this brand had to discontinue the shoes because of that. Who would do that? Who would be? I'm feeling like, what? What shoes feel culty? Well, I guess they're discontinued, so they, I wouldn't know. What they, I mean, the brand to this day, the brand is still there. Just that specific shoe is not. I don't know why, but I'm just imagining them in nurse shoes, like the K-Swiss ones. <laughs> yeah, K-Swiss. <laughs> yeah. Nah. No. Honestly, my cult will wear Crocs. If y'all yeah. know me, if y'all know my brand, we will die in matching Crocs. Mm-hmm. It won't be like, we won't unalive ourselves. It will just be the day when the prophecy comes true. We shall mm-hmm. ascend in our mm-hmm. Crocs. <laughs> Literally heaven's gate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was Nike. Nike? Yeah. I mean, I'm I didn't know that and I'm not surprised because we went to a school that was unofficially owned by Nike, so they probably yeah. worked hard to erase that history. <laughs> yeah, I listen to too much cult podcasts. But anyways, <laughs> the only cult I'm interested in is the cult from the Umbrella Umbrella Academy with Klaus. Mm-hmm. That seems like a cult I could get down with. <laughs> You know, thinking about cults, 
at the very beginning stage of a cult, like you could get down with it, you know, like it wouldn't be too bad. It's just a bunch of people that don't feel like they have a belonging or a purpose and they're trying to find a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then just things always get out of hand, you know? I don't know about that because personally, on my deep level, I have a deep distrust and dislike of people. I could not imagine myself forming a collective. <laughs> like it would be very much be like, oh, y'all just be letting anybody in here, huh? <laughs> I like, don't know, but I feel like starting a cult is easy. I feel like anyone can start a cult anyone there's like ridiculous cults. I was just talking to my co-workers about this I personally believe I have great potential mm-hmm. <laughs> as a cult leader because if there's one thing I learned how to do and this I have to thank my English teacher from this I learned how to bs very well mm-hmm. in terms of like you put you you throw in some fancy vocabulary you slow down your pacing mm-hmm. and you deepen your voice and all of a sudden anything you says feels like wow you sound so wise yeah (laughs) our English teachers had us doing like we had to do speeches and then what else did we have to do we also like constantly writing essays and stuff like that and that was what my teacher told me to do so it doesn't matter what you write about as long as you can back up your bs you've written a good essay sounds about right and therefore let's form a cult I'll be that the therapy check quote where we encourage people to go to therapy (laughs) yeah and the therapy is all about like the therapy is just anti-capitalist rhetoric where it's just like join us or like I I I 100% see it where the therapy is just all of the problems that they've ever gone through we can tie it back to capitalism and then we just (laughs) misogyny yes misogyny capitalism patriarchy all of it we tie it all back and that is how we get the revolution going oh my goodness is this a plan I feel for legal reasons theoretically (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hypothetically we are hypothetically. yes that is it for our trivia se- that segment on to more dangerous lies mm-hmm. dangerous lie you've been told that your way to success is through hard work and going to college mm-hmm. the united states especially as an immigrant really sold the american dream mm-hmm. so coming here you're like you just have to get there once you get here, you're faced with the hard reality that the American dream was created for and by white Americans. Mm -hmm. So that was a hard reality I had to come to. And again, very dangerous. And they say that if you go to college, like all your problems will be solved. But like, here I am a year after I graduated and I worked so hard to get my diploma a year later, I still can't find a job. Mm-hmm. And you're promised in college, you're promised in high school that as soon as you get that diploma, like you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Like all your worries, all your struggles are gone. That that debt you accumulated, not an issue. But the sad reality is that's not true. Getting out of poverty, breaking the cycle is much more complicated and much harder than mm-hmm. what people paint it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole argument that it's either a choice or a result of your choices that you made, mm-hmm. like that shift in responsibility and blame, mm-hmm. one of the most harmful things that is still to this day being actively spread. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And kind of going off of that, just the military going to impoverished or marginalized communities and selling this if you join the military that the military has the answer to all your problems and the amount of people that have been tricked into joining is just Mm -hmm. outrageous and then we constantly see it as a joke people like people in the military I see these videos a lot posting them on TikTok saying if you could tell yourself something when you first join what would it be most of the time it's like to not join uh do you regret joining yes what would you say to your recruiter that they hate them that they lied this and that so Mm -hmm. yeah I think one of the things that I've realized is the most dangerous lie and impacts every single aspect or function every marginalized community's life every or life expectancy lifetime life experience impacts everyone is the the lie or the belief the notion that we live in a totally naturally occurring world like that the way that we see the world is how the world is mm-hmm. I think about that in terms of like I, I've learned this in almost every aspect of the human experience that oh because humans decided that there is that gender and sex are equal that is how it is since humans decided all things that fly are birds that is how it is Mm-hmm. like we live in a social construct and the lie is that oh no this is how it is erasure of the fact that we created the reality we live in gaslighting yeah, yeah. everyone after us into believing oh yeah okay. that's how it, it's always been like we didn't make it it's just how it is because if you think about it like with gender completely like a fabrication a, a creation mm-hmm. If you think of like one of the most talked about examples, race, Mm -hmm. like people really just decided that. Mm -hmm. And then now it's an undeniable truth. It's ever present in our life and our reality. I also realized this when I was taking like a cultural anthropology class and I was talking about um, linguistic anthropology in which in some languages, they don't have names for every color. Mm-hmm. like they don't even see or acknowledge that color yeah like for example one of the uh, common colors that is just not named is blue mm-hmm. because it's blue is the water blue is the sky why do you need to name something that's always there you just know what it is mm-hmm. or sometimes th- their colors exist at, in a in a not dichotomy it's like it's not red all these colors are not red mm-hmm. and that's just how you need to know them by And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we really, we create the world that we live in. And then we have been lied to in the belief that like, oh no, this is just how it is. Like, this is just how color is. And it's caused so much strife and pain. It has impacted the LGBTQIA community. It has impacted all these different ethnic groups, you know, language, families, all of that, that people created these divisions they made these boxes and then they're like these boxes have always been there bs yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think about it like this um i like to think back sometimes i'll have moments where i'm just thinking to myself and i'm like 
Dame. Who the heck invented bread? Who was bread? sitting here? Yeah, like bread. Who was sitting here being like, I'm going to put like this little fungus fluffy stuff in here. And I'm going to let it sit for a while till it gets bigger. And then I'm going to put it in fire. Jeez. Then I think, yes. And then I think about like, who invented toast? Who was like, I've made bread. Let's bake it again. <laughs> like yeah. you, you <laughs> These are my like shower thoughts in which I'm just sitting there like, yo, who was thinking this? Who was out here being like, hey, yo. Let's put gluten in the bread like that. The little soundbite. Yeah. Or like I, I think about so many things that people invented. Like I think about eating utensils. Who invented a spoon? Why did you invent a spoon if before you had a spoon, you had a bowl? You know, this is just going to be a trivia question in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Google, who invented the spoon? And personally, I don't take inventions seriously, like specifically patents, up until you get into the 20th century, because this is how I learned it. So the, the printing press mm -hmm. and how it changed people literacy rates, because now you can print books. Mm -hmm. Printing press, the one that I was taught about was invented in Europe. Mm -hmm. And like one of the first printed books, I think it was Beowulf. And then it was King's James, King James Bible. Those were some of the first like commonly printed books. I come to find out, and this was around, this was the, the 15th, 14th century. I come to find out 200 years prior, China been had a yeah. printing press. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things where like, when I think about inventions and that's the thing that really stumped me about the question, like who invented the scissors? And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. Leonardo da Vinci, but I'm like, there's no way all those people in the world, all the clothes being made and he invented scissors first. I'm thinking he invented scissors first in the eyes of Europeans, but I'm pretty sure somebody out there was like, I got two knives. <laughs> Let me like, <laughs> so it was, that was the thing that threw me off. Cause I was like, scissors feel so universal or like mm -hmm. somebody would have like, it'd have to be really old. You know what? This is what Google told me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, I get that, but it's just sometimes you just gotta. I'd be thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like we could do a whole spinoff podcast, and where we're just we just ask the questions of who decided we could just keep plants in the house. Who was out here just snatching plants from the ground and being like, "I will keep this with me." Mm -hmm. <laughs> just the invention, how they evolved too. Like I think it's so interesting how. For the longest time, makeup had lead in it, and people were just voluntarily putting lead on their faces. Crocodile dung and Egyptian coal. Oh my God, I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> I also still be amazed. I like I think about this all the time when I think about like Egyptian mummies. Oh yeah. That remember you like you were taught that they like put a hook up their nose mm -hmm. and pulled out their brain. Mm -hmm. Do you know how terrified the per first person to pull out a brain must have been? Be like, oh my god! When you said mummies, the first thought that came to my mind was how Europeans would consume mummies, and that mm -hmm. is why they're so rare to this day. So that's where I thought that was gonna go. <laughs> they were consuming no, they were consuming human flesh, and we all know that cannibalism eventually messes with your brain. Like it makes like eating people has serious effects on your cognitive well-being. 
So I'm believing that is where that comes from. We're, we're now onto conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I wasn't surprised because I think about it all the time. I'm like, did you, oh, I don't know if you heard about this, but somebody asked the question of like, what did um, West Africans and Africans think when Europeans came for the slave trade? Like, what did they think was happening? Mm-hmm. That all these people were being rounded up and, dis- and disappear like they'd never come back. What did they think was happening? They thought Europeans were eating people. They also were, but they thought they were eating people. And that's where people would disappear. They thought they'd look for the, the biggest and the strongest, the people with the most meat mm-hmm. and eat them. So people started to actively starve themselves or make themselves look unappetizing or in this case, unfit for physical labor. Mm-hmm. And in a way, they were consuming the souls and the bodies of these enslaved Africans. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen the video of the chair made out of hair. I, oh my goodness, I just, it just came to me. The most dangerous lie I was ever taught in my life by the American school system mm-hmm. was that George Washington oh. had wooden teeth, yeah. wooden dentures. Mm-hmm. Those dentures were made out of human teeth. Mm-hmm. That is by far one of the most dangerous lies I have ever been told. And I don't know why. And here's the thing. There. And I can picture like points of denial in which my brain was like, no, I don't want to connect the dots. Let's Mm -hmm. naively believe this because I remember learning about Madame Lalaurie Delphine, who was this Southern woman in one of the seasons of American Horror Story. You may be familiar with her. She's just like this evil, vile character who had all these slaves and like tortured them, mutilated their bodies like supposedly bathed in their blood, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I'm over here thinking like, this is an evil character based off of a real person. Yeah. A woman so wicked and evil, when white society discovered what she did to her slaves, they drafted a document, a sort of informal law legislation about how we, we white society are to conduct ourselves and treat our slaves. Mm-hmm. That she was so disgustingly, twistedly evil. She had white people being like, hey, amen. That's not all right. Yeah. And then I think about it like that. And I'm like, I knew that what they did to black children, they used them as gator bait. I knew that they whipped and beat people. I knew that they put barbed wire around their necks. They did all this stuff. And for some reason, I truly believe there's no way they take their teeth and use it for white people who ain't got none anymore there's no way or like have moments of oh like I knew slavery was bad but there's no way they would eat people mm-hmm. like that disconnect it, it, I feel like it was my brain's way of trying to preserve some of my innocence and some of my sanity by refusing to fully imagine the cruelty the in humane nature people possessed yeah that's one of the most dangerous lies that to this day is being willfully told i feel like if it was for the american school system they would just completely erase the fact that slavery was a thing 
Mm -hmm. they could. I think the only way that, I think the only reason that that aspect of history is taught is because Black people still exist in the United States and they are a physical representation of, hey, the way you explain history ain't adding up. Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, explain these people, where they come from. Like, they can't avoid it because there are still living stories. Like, people, descendants of African slaves are the living legacies mm-hmm. of those atrocities. So you can't escape it. You cannot, you can never fully escape it because as well, Black culture, African culture, oral traditions, storytelling, like, you can't erase them because they are the living stories of these people. Mm-hmm. They learned it from their parents' parents. They've lived it. So, to and then also through the integration of schools, you really couldn't explain it because you will have a student in the back being like, that's not how my grandma remembers it. That's yeah. not how I, that's not what I was told. Like, they are a living contradiction. But even then, America's like, well, if they're going to be here anyway, I guess we have to admit it, but we can definitely dial it back. Yeah. And then how in history books or just how we're taught history that they make these things of these events sound like they were so long ago. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these people that went through so many struggles are still alive. Mm -hmm. And generational trauma exists and we're telling black people to just get over it Mm -hmm. to just like it was so long ago like why aren't you over it like it first of all generational trauma second it was not that long ago Mm -hmm. it was not that long ago yeah that's another dangerous lie that we've been told and in this way we've been indirectly told through the keeping of time constantly we're told through pr um, through advertising through music, trends, fads, you know, fast fashion, the comings and goings of popular things. Time's flying. Time's going by fast. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we pumped out 14 different iterations of this one toy. Doesn't that feel like so long ago? Like the lie is, it's, it's intentional, but it's done in a very subtle way. And that's through the manipulation of how we remember things and how time is kept. Mm-hmm. Specifically, because for the most part, time operates similar to how we we operate through a map, how time is recorded. It's like landmarks, mm-hmm. specifically with like key events, big events. That's how time is oftentimes kept. Mm-hmm. For example, the death of Jesus Christ. That, that's a big event and that's how time is kept mm-hmm. so it's bi- it's essentially like a roadmap with mile markers that's how time is kept and so you have multiple multiple big events or you value events as big events and you push them closer together it looks like time has flown by mm-hmm. but it, it's all based on who's getting to decide what are the big events what are the key events they get to change the flow the the ebbs and flows of time it's a, it's a real like it just messes with your mind when you think when you think back like specifically for america our how we mark time is through war and violence that's how that's our markers of time for other places 
it's the birth and deaths of people and this this is the I think the purpose of this podcast in many ways um and many different aspects it is the two of us identifying lies falsities sharing how we've worked our way through them Mm -hmm. kind of giving people the cheat codes to life hey this is a lie you will encounter here's the truth and here's how we we came out on the other side that is what this podcast is about it is a truth telling it is a therapy it is a Mm check-in it's really a check-in with reality through means of dialectical therapy (laughs) we really out here having conversation coming to realizations in front of a microphone so that other people do not have to endure the suffering that comes with working out these truths yeah all right i've had enough of these lies so i think we're gonna end the episode on that note Mm -hmm. and just want to challenge y'all to really question things that are going on the things around you the things that you've been told because often they're not true or they're not the complete truth there's always something more to dig so mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us this week and let's i'm gonna give you our socials even though i kind of feel weird <laughs> mentioning <laughs> our socials because like that was those heavy topics but you can follow me on Instagram at Andy underscore Torres HU or on Twitter at T-O-R-R underscore R-R-E-S one. All right. And if you're ever interested in telling your truth or learning a little bit more about the truths that is the world we live in, you can follow me on Twitter at Libra Thugga. That's L-I-B-R-A-T-H-U-G-G-A. And I'm going to say this, but here's the hint. You can find the truth in all the sufferings of the world within the motivations of capitalists. (laughs) Connect everything to capitalism. This cool is the rich baby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) oh lord okay but yeah this is this episode for this week thank you so much for joining and we'll see you later (laughs) bye bye